As we head towards Thanksgiving, I want to talk about proactively communicating with our family members about our low demand approach and taking a no shame, full confidence, open posture toward our family members to let them know what we're doing and why we're doing it and to bring them on board that they can be partners too in meeting your kids' needs and serving them in the season that they're in. So your first step is to remember that your family members are people too and they do well when they can. So part of being proactive and communicating and sharing with them is enabling them to do well. You want to set them up to do well and even letting them know that, that you know their top priority is to have a great holiday and to connect with family. Maybe you can say you know how much they love your kids and that all they want is to support them. Say what you know is true. If those things don't sound right, find your own why. Why? What do you see them doing that you can call out as good and helpful? And even if it's something small, you know, I can see how much you love us by how much energy you put into making delicious food. Or I can see the legacy of this amazing family in the way that you prepare the same beautiful dessert from your grandparents' recipe. Whatever you can acknowledge that shows that they do well when they can will help you and them both to recognize that that's true, that they are doing their best, and that the contribution that they bring to the table is enough. Then begin to listen to what might be hard for them about the situation that you're anticipating. So let's say you're thinking about a shared meal and how difficult it's going to be for your kid to come to the table and tolerate all the sights and sounds and smells of the food. You don't eat at the table anymore as a family. You've dropped that demand. And so you know that this is going to be tricky for your kid because they don't have a lot of practice with it right now. And you also can anticipate that that's going to be hard for one or two or maybe many members of the family. Try and identify with the way they communicate to you what meaningful communication they're offering about what part of that is too hard. Are they worried that your child doesn't love and respect them because they're not able to sit at the table? Or are they worried that your kid doesn't like their food and they put so much love into their food that they take it personally when it's not eaten? Or are they trying to create a nostalgic family experience and it feels interrupted when there's not every member of the family at the table. Whatever they're communicating to you, you get to listen to it without all of the threat and challenge. If you can, let it in as meaningful communication. It doesn't mean that you have to agree that you also think that food is love and that when we eat each other's food, we're showing that we love each other. You don't have to agree. You just have to believe that it's true for them and that it matters for them. And then you can move into proactively problem solving. Now, (laughs) dropping demands is such a useful tool because it helps to identify what's too hard and then you just get to let it go. You don't really have to come up with a solution exactly. You just have to figure out what parts are too hard. 
you may have, in this case, depending on the family member and how willing they are to work with you in advance and how open they are and self-aware they are because you can't do people's work for them and they may not be ready to show up to you where you're at in this conversation. But let's say they are and you, you have a hunch that if you bring this up, they might actually be a partner to you in the conversation. Then your job is to be brave and to go first and to say, hey, cousin so-and-so who hosts Thanksgiving or hey, mother-in-law, I want to talk a little bit about what might happen at Thanksgiving this year because I can imagine it might be hard and I want to do all I can in advance so that everybody has as good of an experience as they can. And then be transparent with them we're in a really hard season. My kid is struggling and it's been a long struggle. We're doing everything we can and we're confident in our approach, but right now it means we have to let a lot go so that they can heal and recover. One of the things we've let go in this season is eating at the table because it's just too hard for them to manage without a panic attack. And we don't want for our child to be associating family meals with panic. We want them to feel safe always when they're eating and when they're gathering with us as a family. So I wondered if you have any thoughts about how we can make this a safe time for my kiddo while still meeting your needs. And uh, and I thought you might have some great ideas about how to do that. And then be quiet and see what they have to say. They might surprise you and be more flexible than you think or more creative than you think. You might get judgment and you're opening yourself up vulnerably. So hold that vulnerability with some with some boundaries, knowing what's too hard for you. Know how you're going to get out of it if it gets judgmental and you can't find a way out. See if you can get a call on the other line. Oh, I'm actually getting a really important call. Can we pick this up later? I really want to hear what you have to say, but this is a little like, this is a hard time for me to talk and see if you can get out of it. That can be a boundary. Recognizing it's too hard for you to hear your family member move into a space of judgment. And that's not something you're really set up to handle. And that's okay. If you anticipate that your family member is going to be like that, if it's not a surprise, it's a, it's a probable, then rather than approaching them as a, an equal partner, you may want to approach them more in your advocacy role of, I need to speak up for my child because nobody else is going to speak for them and be their, their mouthpiece and communicating what their behavior means. So this is another proactive approach of saying, my kid isn't going to be able to come to the table this year and we we're doing a specialized diet. So we're gonna bring his or her food and create a special place for him to eat it. And I might need to be with them and feed them at that time. So we might not even do our food at the same time as everybody else because I want to be able to sit at the table. And I just want you to know that in advance so that you know this is something we're having to do right now for medical reasons for my child. And you know we've been going through a hard time. This is what 
all of this is what our professionals recommend is best for our kid. And we're hoping that maybe by next year we'll be in a place where he can sit at the kids' table and join in with the rest of the cousins, but it's just not possible for us this year. And in that case, you're stating it as a fact. You're letting them know what's going to happen and that you will also, you will still be at the table, but you may disappear for a season to help feed your child or to be near and co-regulate while they eat or to hand feed them or whatever it is that you do and that you're going to bring food just for them. And so they won't be joining in the table experience. And that way you give them a narrative of this is a medical reason and it's important. And this is what the experts say is right. You don't have to share any more than that. You're allowed to be boundaried with this. Let's say that we treated mental health the same way we do physical health. No one would question if your child was sick right now in their body and the doctors were recommending a specialized regimen. Just because your child's struggle is more behavioral and more in their nervous system and they're not showing up in the world in the way that everybody else expects, they still deserve the same accommodations. And you get to go into that communication with that grounded attitude. Regardless of what path you take and how open the other person is, I hope that what you take away is that you know what's right for your child, that you know how to advocate for them, that you know how to do this process of staying grounded in what's most important, being curious and open, and then letting things go that are too hard. And just to circle back around that you have needs too. And if you can, sit with what your needs are for this holiday experience. Do you need everybody else to be happy? Ah, That's going to be tricky. Press into that a little bit more. What would happen if everybody was happy? How does that impact you? Try and come back around to yourself and your real needs. You know, maybe it's, I need to walk away from this with my head held high. Or... I need to stay guarded and protected because this is so vulnerable for me. Or I need to know my spouse is on my side and that maybe your main work is aligning with your partner. Whatever it is with your real need, ask both what is the need and how can I get it met? And remember that there's a lot of different ways to meet our own needs. It doesn't have to come through the expected channel. You may never get that smile and a nod from your mom saying like, yes, I get it. And you're doing such a great job parenting. You may not get that. But you may need to hear from others in this group that what you've done is brave and hard and that you're an awesome parent. And we can show up for you and meet that need. Let us know what ways you are going to move into proactive communication and what pathway you might take. If there are things that you're already anticipating about Thanksgiving and mealtime being tricky that you want to drop, let us know those things too so that we can support you as you're doing this really brave thing.